Welcome to our podcast, Fitting in Fitness. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Nick. And this is a podcast about health, fitness, and everything in between. So our topic for today, I actually don't remember what it was. What was our topic for today? <laughs> our topic today is why it's important to eat as many calories as you can when you're trying to lose weight or when you're trying to lose fat. Okay. So like broadly, like we can talk about calorie deficit and how to do it without making yourself go insane because that's what's going to happen if you limit yourself to the lowest amount of calories possible, like, like seems, which seems to be so popular these days to just like eat the minimum amount of calories and then think it's going to work and then it's not going to. Yeah, I think one of the major problems, especially for women, and you can chime in as well about, you know, men and stuff like that. I think the... Um, the overwhelming population of women think, oh, I'm going to eat as little as possible and exercise as much as possible um, to make sure I lose weight as fast as possible. And it's just, it just doesn't work like that. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work. So when you think about a calorie deficit, most people are like, okay, I'm going to count my calories and um, I'm going to be at 1200 calories. And I've actually had somebody ask me this back when I was in a deficit, I said, um, she, this, this person asked me, how many calories do you eat? And I was like, well, it depends, you know, right now I'm at between like 15 and 1700. And I was like in a, in a deficit at the time, um, which can be right for you, but asking somebody else's macros has nothing to do with your body. So it's really good to know how to actually find this number for yourself. And Nick and I will talk about it later. Um, for me at the time, that was a pretty decent deficit. And she's like, oh, and you're still losing weight. Like I have to drop down to like 1200 or 1100 every time I want to drop weight. And I was like, I just didn't say anything. Cause I, I try not to like spew information when information isn't, you know, war, you know, when, when people don't really want my advice, like I just, I'm like, oh, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's really low for me. I don't think I could do that. Like, I think that's just what my reply was. And, um, I think that this just like this understanding somewhere out there in like the world that like 1200 is like the magic number for women. And it's so not like, it's just so incorrect. And you really want to be eating as much as you can and lose weight because like, what is the most important thing in the world? Food. <laughs> and it's, you know, like, and and food is fun and food is exciting and food is celebratory. And, uh, I just think that, you know, people just think, oh yeah, I need to eat as little as possible because I need to shed these pounds as fast as possible. And it's just not sustainable. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think a lot of, of that comes from, and I'm actually going to call something out here is my fitness pal. Um, a lot of times, like when people enter their statistics, into my fitness pal, it's for some reason comes up with you should eat 1200 calories and you think, okay, great. I'm going to do that. And it doesn't work. And, and then the other thing that you said about like eating as little as possible and exercising as much as possible, it's, it's so unsustainable. And it, what it really leads to is disordered eating. Um, and it just is a good recipe for burnout. And that's why people stop doing it. 
Yeah, and the people that that can carry on with it oftentimes end up with disordered eating problems. And I don't want to talk too much about disordered eating because it's not something I'm an expert on, and I, I really want to leave that to the experts. Right. Um, but it's, it's a very a dangerous road. And there's a difference between disordered eating and a poor relationship with food and eating disorders. So it gets very, very complex. So I agree with you. I'm totally not an expert um, on that, but I have had a previous really poor relationship with food. So, and I think that you have too, and it's taken a long time to um, fix it and I'm still fixing it. And every day is still like, some days are better than others, you know? And I think that you're the same way. Um, If I could generalize, I think we're very similar in that aspect. Uh, And we both have had issues with our relationship with food in the past um, due to just dieting. For sure. Um, yeah, it's it's very easy to try and get the minimum amount and think that that's the right thing to do. And if you don't know that that's not the right thing to do, you're going to continue to try and do it and then beat yourself up for not doing it. And then you get into the diet binge cycle and all that. I, and right, like you said, if you don't know that you're not supposed to do that, what? why would you do anything else? So when I'm, you know when I get a new client who is, has been on, you know, my fitness pal and they just like, you know, and, and a side note, like they always say like lose two pounds a week, lose 1.5 pounds a week. And then like the lowest is you lose 0.5. So who would ever choose the lowest if you don't know anything about weight loss, you know? And so you choose that lose two pounds a week and it brings you to this massively low number, not like, giving you and it doesn't give it you don't give it enough information to create that number and like you said like if you don't know any better what else are you going to do and I sure didn't know any better and I sure took that 1100 and and used it you know a year ago I posted on um my Instagram recently um just yesterday about how last year on December 4th or whatever day um, I ate 1166 calories and I didn't oh. know that it was bad until, yeah. like, you know, and it's just like, oh my God, how, how was I so wrong? You know? Yeah. I was in about the same place last year. And there's another funny thing that happens on my fitness pal. I don't know if you've ever used this feature or not, but, and I don't even know if it still exists for that matter, but there's a button at the bottom that says complete diary. And if you hit that and it, it will calculate your what you did for today and it will say if every day were like today in six weeks you would weigh x amount of pounds and obviously the lower that number is the the lower the calorie number is the lower the pounds are Mm -hmm. and you're like oh holy shit like i should make every day like today eating this minimum amount of calories and i can weigh that and then sure yeah maybe you hold on to it for six weeks right And then once you reach that magic number, you're like, okay, I'm done. And then you go into the kitchen and eat whatever you want. And then a couple weeks later, you're right back to where you started because it's not sustainable. What, what really is going to give you sustainable results for fat loss is a sustainable diet. Something that you can think about, like if I were to undertake 
this diet, I hate using the term diet, but for all intents and purposes, we'll use the word diet. If I'm going to undertake this diet, can I do it six months to a year from now? If the answer is no, you need to choose a new diet. Right. And and that's exactly why um, people ask me about keto all the time. And I will never, as a coach, recommend keto to anybody. Um, if it's something that you enjoy and it's something that you can stick with and you believe that you will stick with it, sure, try it. I will never, I will ne- if anybody is, is excited to try something, I will never say, no, that's stupid because that's, I don't, I don't believe that if somebody's excited about something, then what, who am I to like ruin their, you know, a little pop their little bubble. What I try to do with my clients, and I know you are like this as well, is try to create like healthy habit changes instead of like folk hyper-focusing on like how many of carbs you're eating or how many like grams of fat you're eating. Like, you know, what's really important is that like you're eating in a way that you can, you know, enjoy, like diet enjoyably, um, like you know, that word diet, we don't like, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to take a firm stance and say that I am against keto. Um, and maybe part of this is because I don't know the science of the whole, like your body goes into ketosis and uses your fat stores to create energy i think that's how it's supposed to work and okay. i i don't understand it i'll give you a little you... science background people oh, please do. people uh, it'll be quick because i don't know that much either but when you eat a lot of fat you burn more fat because you have fat right so it's just using that terminology like if you have no carbs um you can't you can't burn those carbs off because you don't eating them because it's being stored. So when you're having a high fat diet, you're burning more fat, but it's not body fat. It's dietary fat. <laughs> so it doesn't really, um, and it, like, and I don't know a load more about like ketosis. I do know that this diet was, um, was created for epileptic, epileptic children. Um, and that it does work very well in these, in this population, but that is a very small population. Um, and you know, these, these children have to eat high fat, you know, for their medical, um, condition. And I'm going to say like 99% of the women and men out there doing keto don't have this medical condition. So there's really no benefit other than, um, taking away like donuts and pizza out of your life. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I have someone that's like in my Instagram or whatever, that's like, I'm doing keto, but not for not to like lose weight i'm doing it to lower my blood pressure and i'm like well you know if you've lost weight you'd lower your blood pressure like those things go hand in hand keto is if you lose weight from keto yes you will lower your blood pressure but like you don't have to eliminate carbs to lose fat i actually have a client that that just signed on with me who's afraid of carbs and like she intellectually knows that carbs aren't bad, but like she's just had that railed into her that like, you know, if you eat carbs before you go to bed, you're gonna you're you're not gonna gain fat, but your scale might be up in the morning because water retention and all that good stuff. So she's afraid of carbs, which sucks because she she knows she knows that that's not true. So, right. 
because my I, idea was to to give her a challenge to put one carb on her plate every day and she's been doing great with it so far and it's like really cool to see her kind of like work towards healing that that mindset of carbs are bad yeah I know it's it's really difficult you know and because when when we think of carbs like what do you think of I mean for me I think for everybody you think of bread and pasta and rice and sweets and donuts and all of those fun foods <laughs> I almost said bad foods but we don't want to think that they're bad they're good um those fun foods and like in reality like carbs are found <clears throat> in lots of different types of foods you know and some are obviously more nutritious than others and carbs provide us with that glucose which we need to give us energy it's literally what it is the carbs give you energy so yep. to do like your daily normal bodily functions and daily tasks you know and like um there are totally there are different kinds of carbs obviously you do have those like sugars which are your quote simple carbs and like then you have your fibers and your starches which are more nutritious carbs more complex if you want to call them you know so in in and those are stuff like oatmeal and like whole grain pasta, whole grain rice, like stuff that like you want to be having in your diet, like, you know, stuff that has fiber and that will keep you full and keep you regular and, you know, going to the bathroom normally, you know, so restricting carbs can really, you know, take a really, <clears throat> it could really do damage to your body over long term. Yeah. And there's also like those high glycemic foods, like like white bread and stuff like that, which is also demonized. But mm -hmm. high glycemic foods, they're gonna they're gonna make you stronger in your workouts. Like you're gonna have more energy going into the gym eating those. So like, I don't know why we're we're demonizing certain foods, but it's just it's crazy. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's def definitely difficult because it's a society it's a, a societal thing. You know, mm -hmm. it's something that we've learned over time. Um, but, you know, restricting carbs can really just make your body not perform at its peak level. And if you're looking to gain strength in the gym, like, and you're not eating carbs, like, those are like, you know, those don't work together. <laughs> right. And same with calories. If right. you're restricting your calories to the minimum. So that's why you want to get to the maximum amount of calories that you can eat while still in a deficit. And I know you mentioned that we talk about um, how many that is. And I, we've probably mentioned this on previous podcasts. I, we both usually use a formula of goal body weight in pounds times 12 for a calorie deficit. Yeah. Very simple math. Um, you can even use current body weight if you don't have a goal body weight in mind. Mm -hmm. Works just as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe not just as well, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the bigger the deficit, the more fat loss that's going to occur, but also the bigger the deficit, the more muscle loss that's going to occur as well. So, um, and this right. is another reason why you really want to be eating as much as you can while you're in a deficit, because you don't want to lose that muscle. Like I did this, like go to my Instagram account, go to December, whenever you're listening to this and look at that picture. I took one picture. I was all like just skin and bone and and I wasn't even really that thin but I didn't have muscle definition I had just lost weight way too fast and now like I have to go and turn around and be in a surplus to 
gain my muscle back because I just lost it way too fast. And, and I was strength training. So it's not like I wasn't, I mean, I was doing a load of cardio, but I was still doing strength training, um, workouts three to four times a week. So it's not like, um, I had no muscle at all. I just lost way too much weight, way too fast. And, um, you know, if you do it the right way around, maybe you won't have to go into a bulk like me, like (laughs) right now. I mean, I guess it just depends on what your goals are, but you know, you just, you want to do it the right way. So it might take a little longer and the road might be a little bumpy and it might take a while, like a lot longer than you want it to take. But, um, you know, the right way is, is always a little bit better, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's a great point about losing muscle. Um, yeah, the lower, the lower your deficit is, you're going to lose body fat and muscle. If you keep your deficit as high as it can be, you will retain a lot of that muscle, which is great. I think there's been a really great shift in society for women as far as like, like skinny used to be sexy. Right. But now it's like strong is the new sexy, which I totally agree with. Like, it's great to see because it's, it's promoting a much healthier body type for women than, than that like stick figure type thing. So full support on that. Love it. Right. And it's, it's difficult for, to be a woman and, you know, get bombarded by social media and magazines and television with all these, you know, quote, perfect bodies when reality like is like, there's no such thing as perfect. Um, One of my really good friends, um, lost a lot of weight and she looks amazing like you know she's got like those toned shoulders that everybody wants like she looks great you know and in her head she's like well I still identify as that like chubby person back then and she's like I asked her why be like because like this is who you are and this is who you've been for a while now so like why and she's like I'm not perfect and I was like girl (laughs) nobody is perfect like what is perfect you know like what is perfect and the good thing um about it is like you're working every day to be better you for for whoever you become in the future for your future children for your future husband you know like for you and like there's no such thing as perfect and so I think that you know I think that she'll get it with time and and stuff like that because I struggled with that you know going from 200 pounds to 130 like is a big shift in my like um mindset like you still kind of think like oh like I'm still that person but it's 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 tough it's tough to it's you're really really hard on yourself and I know that you're probably the same way and and it's not something that just goes away like you just have to you know focus on what you can be to what you can do to be a better you and that's all that matters and that comparison game is just a lose-lose I totally relate to your friend there um sometimes I look in the mirror and I still see that person from a couple years ago that was like a chubby guy and like intellectually of course I know I'm not but you know if I have like a big meal like I eat I eat pizza and I'll like feel like my stomach feels like that again yeah and it's it's a very uncomfortable feeling um not so much physically but mentally to like I don't know remember what that feels like mm-hmm. it's I'm, I'm getting emotional thinking about it honestly like yeah. it's it's hard definitely and I think a lot of people that go through weight loss feel that way yeah um I know 
my mom actually had a gastric bypass oh god like 15 years ago and she looks great now but she's still like she was like 300 plus pounds or something like that and she still feels like that a lot of times like she'll look in the mirror and see that person even though she's lost like 150 or something pounds yeah yeah and I I actually had this you know happen to me just yesterday you know like I obviously am bulking so I'm always in like a constant state of like fullness um so it's kind of something I've you know getting comfortable with um it's taking me a while but I'm like six weeks in now so uh I'm getting a little bit better at like dealing with it but yesterday um I did like this one-off day shift and I planned out all my snacks. I literally had like a snack like every single hour. Um, and then my like buddy at the, at the desk with me, um, got cookies delivered. And then I like, I calculated it out. I ate 800 calories worth of cookies. (laughs) And I felt so like, and I don't want to say guilty because I, I didn't feel guilty because I'm like, yeah, this is really good. But I did text my coach and be like, tell me this is okay. And he was like, wait, were they good? Like that only question. He said only one question. Were they good? And I was like, yes. Oh my God, they were so good. And he was like, then, (laughs) then who cares? Like, I'm jealous, you know? And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, who cares? You know? And then this morning he texted me and asked me how I felt about it. I'm like, I don't even care. You know, like, but for that minute, I was like, oh, that's what the old Alyssa would have done. But then I'm like, screw that. Like, I am this person right now. Like, there's no such thing as a new me or an old me. This is me right now. And, you know, and so it's very hard to not, like, think like that, you know. And especially being in a bulk, like, I feel like it's very difficult on your, like, psyche, Um you know, because you're eating way more calories than your body needs in order to gain strength and muscle. But that's a ne- that's another episode because <laughs> we're both in a bulk right now. So, um, so like, so like deep down, you did feel guilty about it. Right, like I know bit. it's hard to, and it's it's funny how like our mindsets can be so fucked. Like, even if we intellectually know we're doing everything right, um, just going against kind of going against the grain of what we've always been taught yeah. by social media and by diet culture etc it's so hard to shake even though we know the truth right and i think it's like that for everyone um so if you're listening and relate to this yeah like, it's normal to feel that way right. just shake that shit off because it's fucking false <laughs> right and 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 you know we are here as health and fitness coaches you know personal trainers and we still struggle with this mindset game too like and if somebody says oh I don't struggle with that nah they're lying (laughs) you know if they're not or they're not in this game you know and so it's really hard did you want to go back and talk about the the diet binge cycle or do you want to save that for another time we can we can touch upon it briefly um yeah, we can go all the way back to the 1200 calorie topic, which was supposed to be the original topic. I know. Like, <laughs> we, are, we go off on tangents a yeah. lot, but I think, I think it works out for the best. Like we talked about a lot of stuff today, yeah. but let's finish up by talking about the diet binge cycle um, and how if you are restricting yourself to the minimum amount of calories, like 
like I've said, it's not sustainable. And the fact that it is not sustainable will cause you to binge and break it and like go all out. And what'll happen is like, you'll, you'll order a pizza, for example, and you'll be like, all right, well, I'm not going to have pizza again for a long time. So you eat the whole pizza and then you ate the whole pizza and you feel guilty and you're like, well, fuck, but it's, 12 in the afternoon what am I gonna have for dinner so you're like, all right well I'm gonna have an entire order of Chinese food um and then it's it's turns into Sunday and you're like well yesterday was a wash uh let's make today one too we'll get back to it on Monday mm-hmm. and it turns into the whole week and it's it's gonna make you kind of lose all your progress by doing that um because you haven't really made any by restricting yourself to the minimum like you probably lost a lot more water than fat too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's be careful with the term binge because, you know, that does go back into the eating disorder um, category mm-hmm. that, you know, both of us don't know a whole ton about that we're comfortable talking about. But when we say binge here, we're meaning like just overeating and like kind of just eating whatever or like fast food or whatever that, that that you want. So, like, basically, you know, what Nick is saying is, like, Monday through Friday, you do really good. And you're, like, at that 1,200 calories. And you're, like, yeah, I'm good, 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 good. And then Friday comes with your friends. And they go out to eat. And you have a glass of wine. And you have a few pizza. And then you're, like, well, F this. Like, I'm going to get dessert, too, because I might as well. I'm never going to do this again because, mon- you know, tomorrow is a new day. And then, like you said, you feel guilty. And then tomorrow turns into another day of, of just eating whatever. And, um, and then it turns into Monday and Tuesday and oh, I'll just start over. I'll just start over on Monday. I'll just start over on Monday. Don't be that like Monday person. Um, like if you, if you want to do something and you want to enjoy yourself, then you do it and you get right back on track. Um, but it's very difficult when you're back on track is 1200 calories. And that's what all those <laughs> January 1st people are, you know, like, don't be that January 1st person, like start today, like eat some veggies with your lunch today, like, or, you know, take a glass of water instead of glass of soda. Like it's those little things that also help and, and calculate your calories for your, for what you think, you know, for what your body goal is and what, how much your um, exercising, not for what my fitness pal is doing, you know, like take your, if your goal weight is 150, 150 times 12 is 1800 calories. That is a lot Mm -hmm. more than 1200. And trust me, like you'll get there. It might not be in six weeks. Like my fitness pal says, it might be a lot longer. And why does it matter if you're creating, if you're creating like the, a person that you want to be long-term, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what the scale says tomorrow, like, on our Christmas day, like, it just doesn't matter. Like, you need to create good habits now so that in 10 years, you can look back and be like, I, I did that. I'm, I'm emotional, too. <laughs> because because <laughs> yeah. it's hard. Like, you know, I look back at who I was a year ago, and I was so unkind to myself, you know, and 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 that's all I want for my clients or and whoever's listening, like, just be kind, just be compassionate to yourself. Like, you know, you don't have to kill yourself with 1100 calories or 1200 calories. Like you can eat a whole banana. I saw an Instagram the other day that was saying like, eat half a banana. No, eat the whole goddamn banana. 
you know. It's 100 fucking calories. Eat it. <laughs> like, I'm like, seriously, just eat the banana. You know, enjoy your holiday or whatever you celebrate. Um, and don't start January 1st. Start today. Because if you start today, um, you'll be two weeks ahead. Or however many days ahead when you're listening to this. <laughs> or maybe it's already January right. and you're listening. But who cares? Start. Do something. Do something for you and be kind to yourself. That's really... Yeah, and and um, I just want to want to add as far as, like, the restriction goes, like, there's a huge difference between restriction and restraint. So, like, if you're restricting yourself and saying, I'm never, ever going to have pizza again, you're a fucking liar. But if you have restraint, you can be like, all right, I'm going to have pizza on a Tuesday and I'm going to have two slices and I'm going to fit that into my calories and everything will be peachy and great. Um, And that's a much better and more sustainable way to do this than just telling yourself you can never have certain foods again because it's not going to work for you. Because then you're going to overeat those foods. We talked about this in episode one on Chris for my Christmas cookies. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) I remember that now. (laughs) And I learned a lot and I'm going to make massive amounts of Christmas cookies this year and I'm not going to overeat them because I don't need to because I can have cookies whenever I can make Christmas cookies tomorrow and have two or three or five. Who cares? But yep. it's not, you know, it's restraint. It, and, and I actually got I used that terminology in my post yesterday because of the post that I saw of yours. And I'm like, yes, I didn't understand that back then. And I know a lot of you who are listening are like, nah, I don't need to do that. I don't need to eat. I can't, I can't eat, I can't eat one chocolate. It'll turn to 10, but you can, you can just try, try it. it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Fine. You tried it. Yeah. Just try it. I know. It's definitely, definitely difficult. Yep. All right. Well, that's, that's pretty much all we have to talk about today. Actually, there's a plenty more we could talk about today. I but... know. We could go on for hours. <laughs> could you imagine? We will save it for another time. Um, so we just want to thank you all for listening. And if you can go ahead and hit that subscribe button, we would greatly appreciate 